0: Welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi the next
1: generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about season four, episode four, Mercy Street. And Kelsey, will you please read us the YouTube summary? Sure can. Rick returns to Degrassi, professing to be a
0: changed man. Everyone is suspicious Rick might hurt another girl the way he hurt Terry, so a plan develops to run Rick out of Degrassi for good. JT is frustrated with his relationship with Manny because they have barely even kissed yet. When a mishap leads to Manny seeing JT naked, (laughs) JT begins to wonder whether their lack of physical contact is because he can't measure up to Manny's expectations. Wink, wink. I added the winks. (laughs) Emphasis mine.
1: Actually, a fairly accurate summary for the most part.
0: Yeah, YouTube summaries have been okay lately. I don't know. The last one wasn't so bad either. It's, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. They were, they were real subtle about the JT thing. (laughs) Can't
1: measure up. We get it. Although I feel like the people not wanting Rick there was just more to do with the Terry stuff and not that they were worried he was going to like do it to somebody else. I think they're just like, no, we hate you for everything you have done. Go away forever now. Seriously. Um,
0: So, can you
1: tell us a little bit about
0: the title, Holland?
1: Yes, I only know a tiny little bit. It is a song by Peter Gabriel called Mercy Street that was released in 1986, and the Wikipedia page does not have really any background information on it. Um, As it relates to the episode, it doesn't really seem like any mercy is being given, so... Until, like, maybe the end, like, we finally, like, see a little bit of mercy, uh, like, concerning Rick. But I guess it's, like, the road to showing mercy to your enemies or something. I don't fucking know. I am stretching.
0: I have no idea. I don't think it has anything to do with anything. But fine, whatever. <laughs> it's cool. Um. So we start off with Paige being, like, I cannot believe this is happening, basically. And she's in the most confusing group of people because <laughs> she's with Spinner, which makes sense, and Marco, which makes sense, and Alex, and Emma. And I don't know. Like, I can, I can understand Alex, even though it's crazy. I can understand because now she's, like, the vice president of the school. She might have been doing something with Marco. She and Marco are kind of friends now. But then also there's Emma, and maybe it's because, like, Liberty and Manny have kind of shut out Emma, but Manny hasn't really. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it was strange. The only thing I can think of was, like, they were all, like, waiting for school to start on the steps. And then when he walked out, they, like, kind of came together and were like, wait, what's going on? And then, like, they happened to be the ones, like, standing near each other, maybe. I feel like that maybe explains Emma's presence a little bit more because Emma literally never hangs out with any of those people until this episode all of a sudden.
0: Yeah, it's just kind of, I don't know, it just feels random, but, you know, she's there with her flippy hair and, you know, Rick is there and we don't really know why and we never get, like, what I would call a valid explanation. Like, why the fuck is Rick
1: back? I just, eh. Yeah, I don't understand why he comes back to Degrassi. And when Emma asks him at the end of the episode, his answer, like, still is not a very good answer. He's like, I liked it here, you know, before I came back and everyone hated me. And it's like, okay, then why are you here? Because nobody wants you here. It's a very hostile environment for you. I don't know why you would put yourself in this situation. I'm sure there are other public schools in the area like everyone nobody wins in this situation no and
0: especially if you really are like turning over a new leaf like go get a fucking fresh start jesus i mean we'll get to this at the end when he's like trying to explain why he's here and we're all just like blank face because what but anyway rick is back like i just if i was him i'd want to be transferred forever whatever um Rick is back and then in the next scene we're at a hot tub party and it is not sexy. Um and Manny's in the hot tub and JT comes over and like does like a fart joke and she just like looks so over
1: JT's life and I'm like same. Yeah, he does a literal like pull my finger joke and he's like I couldn't resist. I'm like you're like this is your girlfriend like why no, why? You're still a child. Manny's definitely over this relationship already. And but yeah, they're I think they're at liberties and Danny's because Danny Van Zant has arrived at their house because they have a hot tub now, which is very exciting for them. And I guess they're calling this a party, but I would call this hanging out after school, maybe.
0: Yeah, it seems like a really boring party. Um, And then Liberty comes over to Manny and, like, brings her a drink, which I'm sure is heavily juice-based, um, <laughs> if not exclusively. And Manny's like, you know who loves hot tubs? Emma loves hot tubs, which, like, I don't know how true that is, but okay. And Manny says, uh, not Manny, Liberty says something, like, really brutal, something about stabbing people in the back with her pointy ballerina feet or something.
1: I don't know. <laughs> So Liberty is still angry with Emma for the Chris situation, which I'm actually surprised is like a plot line that is carried over past that one episode.
0: Me too. But you know what? She kind of deserves to be because Emma was really shitty. Like I'm still kind of mad at Emma like on behalf of Liberty. So I get it. Um, so yeah, Liberty says something super brutal and it's great. Um, and then Danny comes running out with an ironing board and he's like,
1: I'm going to dive in. And I'm like, you don't understand how like depth works. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, yeah, Liberty's like, why do you have dad's ironing board? He's like, it's not an ironing board anymore. It's a diving board. And I'm like, someone is going to break their neck. And then JT hops up on the diving board and is like, oh, look at me. Like starts like Narrating as if he's like a professional diver, and then Danny pants him. And we all well, not we all, but everyone sees his business. And Manny looks shocked
0: and horrified and a little <laughs> upset. And I don't blame her because the next thing out of Toby's mouth is, Oh, look, a stack of dimes, which is like, <laughs> Oh, that's a bummer for JT. <laughs> Danny's ruining JT's life, like, with every step of, these, of like, this episode. Like, every part of the episode that Danny is in, he's, like, fucking up JT's life a little more. And
1: that continues on for most of their friendship. Indeed, it does. Um. So then the next day, Emma and all of her new pals, Spinner, Hazel, Paige, and Jimmy, are all, like, sitting on the stairs... And Rick walks in, and they're all just, like, glaring at him. And Rick fucking comes over to them and is like, Hi, Jimmy, Paige, Spinner, Hazel. Like, how are you doing? And you're like, Rick, what are you doing? Like, what
0: is actually wrong with him, though? Because the thing is,
1: he doesn't seem, like,
0: ill or stupid. But it's like, this is just such, like, a break in, like, reality. Like, why do you think that this is okay? Like... I don't know. It's it's like someone told him that like all you had to do was have like a firm handshake and look someone in the eyes and like you deserve to be forgiven. Like like he's like following some sort of like crazy non logic. And I'm like, why? And then he like looks defeated and walks away. And Emma like chases after him and like blocks his way. And it's like a whole thing.
1: And then I think like is it Miss Kwan who like intervenes and is like, what are you doing? Radich. Like or Radich does. And oh yeah, and Rad just like. Like, no harassing him, blah, 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 something or other. I wasn't paying attention to what he was saying. Um, Can we do fashion police real quick? Yes, I'm here
0: for it because there's a lot of bad hair, but you look ready to start. So I'm going to give you the lead.
1: So much bad hair. Spinner's hair just, like I think you said it in the last episode, just gets worse every single episode. Um, Emma's hair looks great. I wasn't here to talk about it last time, but her hair is looking great now. Um, But in this scene, she was wearing a very, like, Abercrombie and Fitch-esque, like, layered shirt situation and a jean skirt. It was taking me back to middle school for days. Um, Paige, again, is, like, almost exclusively wearing pink throughout the entire episode. She was wearing, like, a flowy pink tank top and like, the opening scene, which was cute.
0: Speaking of pink, Manny's ending outfit is out of control. We she has hot pink pants and we finally see the hot pink fedora like in action on her head because until this point we'd only seen her holding it because I think until this point the like people who work for the show were like no that's too much. And they're like, well they are talking about his dick size, so we really should just amp it up and give her the pink fedora. It's crazy. And speaking of Abercrombie and Fitch, um, JT looks straight up like he walked into a Hollister, <laughs> took all the mannequins' clothes, and left. And that's every single outfit that he wears throughout this entire episode.
1: And topping it off, of course, with the puka shell necklace. Obviously. Obviously. Um, During the hot tub scene, Liberty's hair is very strange. She's like, has it up in a bun, but has two like skinny braids that come like from the bottom of her neck on either side of her head. And I was very confused by that style. I don't understand. Yeah, I took that note,
0: too. Um, Also, I don't I I like Emma's hair most of the time, but in the first scene, it's too flippy. I don't know. It was it was just a lot. Um, Chris, who we realized is still here, <laughs> sorry, is wearing one of his powder blue bucket hats like the goddamn champion he is.
1: At one point, Craig is wearing like a camo shirt with a jean jacket, which was, I was kind of confused by the camo, but he kind of pulled it off. He super pulled it
0: off. Um, I was very into it. Uh, Manny ha- wears the same pair of earrings twice, and they're super 80s, and they're, like, circular and thick and stuff. Um, and Queen Kwan, who almost never gets fashion notes, she was wearing this, like, silver circle chain belt, which was, like, so of that time. I definitely owned that same exact belt in the sixth grade. So, good on her. Um... Yeah, I don't I just
1: um I don't know. I had Alex's um jeans wife beater and visible bra straps outfit is going strong this episode. I mean, that's kind of her uniform, but I just felt the need to point it out because it just works for her so well. I remember on the end like in the Avatar Mall store, you could literally buy like for your avatar Alex's, it was like specifically branded as Alex's like wife beater outfit because it's just so her. Honestly, except
0: usually the tank tops weren't white, that was like my summer uniform (laughs) of like middle school and probably some of high school. Um, I'm weirdly attracted to Jay when he puts on Rick's glasses. (laughs) so that's a thing in my life oh and also there are these three like metal mullet guys that just were worth noting (laughs) they all had mullets like real mullets not like page in season two mullets like for real mullets
1: i do not recall those people was that during like the fight scene no they were at the very beginning of like the metal
0: montage music what and they like when everyone's wearing the ribbons and like pushing uh, Rick around. Right. They are at the very beginning. They were like <laughs> the first people to push him. And I was like, I am here
1: for your existence. Thank you for living your best life. Oh my gosh! Right, I remember them now. Um, I think those are all the notes that I have. Same. So after Emma's like confrontation, um, we're back to Manny. And JT are standing at her locker, and he, like, comes over, and, like, he is, like, I hope, like, what happened yesterday, like, like, I don't know. Like, things are awkward between them because they're really awkward, and then he makes it more awkward by bringing, he's, by, like, seeing if it's because of what happened yesterday, and Manny's, like, no, I thought that was really awful and stupid, and, like, I'm sorry that happened to you, and, like, holds his hand, and then they kiss in the hallway and then Craig comes strolling by and Manny immediately like stops and is like oh hi Craig like how was your summer or how was your weekend or something
0: yeah it's very obvious that she's like I mean she's kissing JT with her eyes open like (laughs) come on like she does not give a shit about this person um and Craig is like sorry for interrupting she's like you're not interrupting anything I don't care about this at all um So JT is rightfully feeling threatened
1: and Craig is just minding his own fucking business. So that's fine. And then they just have like an awkward like, oh, yeah, I was fine. What about you? Oh, yeah, I was cool. And he's like, all right, I'm going to go now. Bye. (laughs) It was a very awkward conversation while JT was just there. And then as he's walking away, JT's like, hey, Craig, nice to see you, too. Like, good talk. Basically, he was like completely ignored. And it's like, uh, this is not, this relationship, if you can call it that, is not working out.
0: No way. It's not good. But it does bring us to the iconic locker room scene <laughs> um, that I'm like, why wasn't I on set? Um, so JT is in the locker room talking to Danny and Toby. And he's like, you know, Craig won't stop, like, talking to Manny, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know that that's not what this problem is, right? Um, So it's, like, a whole fucking thing. And he's like, oh, I don't know. And and Danny says something about, like, well, your girlfriend's hot. I don't blame other people for looking at her. And I'm like, Danny, you're already the worst, and you've been here for five (laughs) minutes. Like, we barely know you, and you're already terrible. Um, And then... Craig and Spinner and Marco all walk in, like, right out of the shower. So they're all in towels. And I'm like, oh, hello. Um, which makes me feel like a gross perv. But I'm like, whatever. It's fine. It's Craig. <laughs> he's, he's like, very muscular. I don't know what's happening. It's alarming. So JT, like, walks over to confront him. And he's like, you know, you're always hanging. And then Craig drops his towel. And he, like, looks at him. And he's like, Down. Um, um, around and then like everyone's laughing at him because they're like, haha oh, you're checking out Craig. And I'm like, to be fair, you are undressing in front of him <laughs> mid conversation. <laughs> like you, you can't expect someone not to like kind of look. And if you're like alarmingly like hung, I get it. Like it's also JT's feeling very insecure about his existence as it is. And Toby did refer to his penis as a stack of diamonds like in front of his girlfriend. JT's having a rough week. We have to give JT a break even though he's a pain in the ass. So yeah, I'm like he's like, "What the fuck?" But it's like you literally just disrobed
1: mid-conversation. Come on, Craig. I literally I literally wrote that down. He's like, "Dude, what like Like, first of all, JT approaches him. is like, hey, man, man, he's my girlfriend. Like, back off. And Craig's like, what? Okay, what? I know that she is. What are you talking about? And then but then mid conversation, he just drops his towel and continues to, like, look at JT as if it's normal that he's naked now. And they're having a conversation. And JT obviously gets flustered. And then he gets upset. It's a whole awkward, like, what is even happening with either of you situation? But JT, like, stops talking and, like, just ogles Craig's penis for a couple of seconds. That is, like, it would be uncomfortable for Craig when he was doing that.
0: Yeah, it was rough. It was, oh, boy. Um, So then we are back with the other gang, and it's Paige is alone at her locker, and Rick walks up to her because he doesn't understand boundaries <laughs> or how any of this works. And he's like, can I talk to you? You know, I'm really working on myself. I'm even seeing Miss Sobey, whatever. Which is, like, something that generally tends to, like, target Paige's heartstrings because, like, that's how she's gotten through a lot of stuff. And, like, but it's it's not going to fucking work, Rick. Like, but you can see, like, it softens her for, like, a second. And then he asks how Terry is. And she's like furious and upset and like storms. It's a whole thing. But I like I literally wrote down. I was like, "How's Terry anyway?" And I was like, "Fucking, we'd like to know too. How is Terry Paige, Can you answer the question? We have no idea how Terry is because we have not seen her since
1: our Terry eulogy, and we will never see her again. Although there was a brief mention of her at at the in the Degrassi reunion episode in next class, which was off-putting because I was like wait are we gonna see her oh wait no she's still never to be seen again but yeah I wrote down I wrote down how is Terry no one knows because we never see her again and then so after this Paige is very upset and goes into the bathroom and is crying and Emma follows her in and she's like Paige it's okay it's just me whatever And then Paige is like, you can't tell anybody about this. And I'm like, I don't think anyone would, like, make fun of you for crying after talking to a guy who put your best friend in a coma. But whatever. And Emma gets all, like, causey. And she's like, we're going to do something about this. And Paige is like, okay, I'm not really good at the protesting thing. And Emma is like, well, I am. So don't worry. And she, like, hatches her plan. And
0: she's also like and don't call me cuz girl. And like Paige and Alex both call her that and I don't know why it's an insult. <laughs> I but I don't I don't know. I don't know. Like there are better ways to be mean to a person. I'm like like this doesn't feel like really
1: an insult. It's just like an interesting facet of your personality. And then after she's done like comforting Paige, they're like walking into the bathroom and Paige is like, "Oh yeah, and you should like come hang out with us at the dot after school." And then they pass by Liberty and Manny in the bathroom and Emma's like, oh, sorry, I'm going to go hang out with Paige at the dad after school. Bye. And is very braggy and in their face about it. And you're like, they already don't like you. This is not going to help.
0: She's just trying to rub it in their faces that now she has a cool friend that she's going to drink. I think it was a green tea frappe with. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Got it together. Um, I don't know. Emma's gone through some stuff. I think she's like... You know, she's, like, 15 or 16. She's trying to, like, figure out who she is. um, And apparently who she is kind of
1: sucks. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, she, there are some growing pains with Emma right now. Um, Case in point, after school, they're at the dot. And Paige is like, oh, yeah, you should borrow this makeup thing. Don't worry, Hazel and I are, like, m- makeup communists or something. And they're all having a grand old time at the dot. And then Rick walks in and everyone is like, oh, God, no, let's fucking leave. And Emma's like, wait. And as Rick is going up to the counter, Emma like is like smushes against him and is like very close. to I mean, she's like, nobody wants you here. And he's like, "Um, this is a public place. Like, I'm just getting a coffee. And she's like, "Um, no, you need to leave. Like, blah, blah, blah is very threatening and in his face. And he's like like what are you gonna do hurt me like Radich says you can't touch me and she's like yeah but we're not at school and she literally grabs his shirt and physically throws him out of the restaurant which like harsh why did Radich let him back
0: I don't understand why he's here I'm just I don't get it like it's not good for anybody I don't know either way Emma's being savage um and it's kind of great, but also terrible. I feel conflicted because the bullying gets very out of hand. But also, Rick is a monster. But also, if he was getting better, he should have just gone to a different fucking school so nobody would have to deal with this crap.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Um, And then, so then the next day at school, we see, like, the full force of Emma's wrath. And she has organized, like, a students against violence campaign where she's handing out these orange ribbons and asking people to like donate to the cause and it's basically it's basically a students against Rick campaign who wear these ribbons but it's like shielded as a silent protest as Emma says and it's pretty harsh and it's very targeted bullying but also it's so complicated it's such a complicated form of bullying where it's like he is an abusive person and a dangerous human being but he's also maybe trying to get better I don't uh, I don't know I hate it um he should not have come back to this school But uh, but Sean sees through this immediately and like walks over to Emma and he's like, this is about Rick, isn't it? And she's like, it's a silent protest. Radish can't do anything about it. And Ellie and Sean just like are both like, "Mm, great, you guys are so brave. They just have a bad taste in their mouth about the whole thing, because it's not actually about people being against uh, like violence against women. It's about people being against a very specific person.
0: And it's, like, it's very complex because it's, like, you know, is he getting what he deserves or is this too much or what? Because it's, like, because we don't like Rick, you know? We're not supposed to like Rick. He's abusive. He has a lot of issues. But that's the thing is he has a lot of issues, and maybe if he's getting help, maybe things will turn around for him. But maybe not. I mean, maybe it's for nothing, and he'll go back to beating women and being a general garbage person but it's like you know going back to this school he doesn't get the chance so it's like is how like the bullying is terrible because bullying is always terrible but also it's they're bullying a terrible person so where's the line it's a very complicated situation and it's got a lot of moral gray areas
1: exactly and i think Like, if he had not come back to Degrassi and got a fresh start somewhere, it would have been easier for him to start anew and not have, like, the odds stacked against him for getting better. So I don't know why he came back. But at the same time, it's, like, I feel like the way the bullying eventually gets to, like, the level it gets to is eventually kind of stooping to his level of awful. Which isn't helping anybody. And like an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. Like no one's solving anybody's problems. I believe that is a Gandhi quote. And I feel and someone else quotes Gandhi. Gandhi later in this episode. Fucking Rick does. But I feel like. like, Stooping to his level isn't going to help anybody. And that's kind of. I don't know. I but he's also garbage. I don't know. I feel like I'm just rambling at this point.
0: We're gonna do some rambling because it's it's a weird, tricky situation because the world isn't perfect and you know, it's not only like sweet, innocent kids that get bullied. Sometimes people get bullied. They're like they kind of deserve to get bullied. But I don't I don't know. I don't know. This is rough. And I don't like to say the words deserve to get bullied. That's pretty shitty. But Rick also sucks. I don't know. Let's just. Can we
1: talk about JT's small penis? Yep. So this ribbon campaign happens. And then like after we see Sean and Ellie being not impressed with Emma's campaign, JT is brought into the bathroom with Toby and Danny. And Danny is like, hey, I know how to solve your problems. And he whips out the fucking penis pump. And, um, and also he bought it with a fake ID and I'm like, Danny, is this why you have fake ID to buy penis pumps? I'm so confused about your motivations here.
0: (laughs) I'm just confused about Danny in general. I don't understand. He's like, he's basically just here to make JT's life harder that's his whole thing it's just make JT's life a little bit harder so he comes in with this penis pump and he and Toby are looking at it and they all go into a bathroom stall together which cool they don't even go in the handicap stall which like I respect because like cool don't use up that space if you don't have to but also why are you all in this teeny tiny stall near each other? I don't, I just, oh my God. So anyway, they're reading the directions and they're like nonstop typos. And I'm like, never use a device, especially on your body (laughs) that has typos in the
1: instructions get it together, guys. I also want to point out that I think one of the taglines of the penis pump will, was it will turn your garden snake into an anaconda. (laughs) And JT was all, like, freaked out
0: by this, like, snake design on it. And Danny was like, don't be an
1: idiot. Don't be freaked
0: out. It's just a design. I'm like, who was actually confused that there was going to be a real snake in there? <laughs> Why?
1: Why? I hate it. And then the instructions were all confusing. And they're like, place your member in the tub. And he's like, the tub? They mean tube and pump the thing or whatever. And and JT's like, what is it saying? And Danny is just like, forget the instructions. Your wing goes in the tube and you pump.
0: Which, like, it seems pretty (laughs) self-explanatory. And then they all, like, pour out of the one tiny bathroom stall, and Craig is just standing there looking alarmed. And he's like, it's cool, guys. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Like, you expected the next thing out of his mouth to be like, one of my best friends is gay. (laughs) Like, I was waiting for it, and it never happened, and I was a little upset. But it was still pretty great. So Craig keeps being in the right place at the right time.
1: (laughs) He's like, you don't need to explain this to me. Please don't. Um. And then after this scene, there's the montage of everyone hating on Rick with their ribbons. I think this is when we see the mullet people. Yeah, we do. And he gets, like, slammed into lockers and, like, gets all of the dirty looks. And, like, he tries to, like, sit next to Chris in class or something. And Chris is like, hey, man, get out of here or, like, something. And we're like, oh, Chris, he's still here. Our eulogy was so, so premature.
0: Yeah, we'll maybe do another one for him when he actually leaves. But maybe not. Maybe you guys will just be left with that one forever. Um, So, yeah. So, Chris, like, pushes him off. And it's a whole deal. And he, like, ends up, like, basically being, like, shunned from the cafeteria. And everyone applauds when he leaves. And we feel a little bit bad for Rick. And we're like, hmm, this is maybe not so great. I don't know, but also he's still garbage, so I don't know. Um, and then we're in English class, and it is a time. Um, so Spinner goes up to the front of the class to read. Like Queen Kwan, like had everyone go like find like a certain like line of poetry or whatever that like really speaks to them. So he started like reading like a rap, but it was like it ended something with bootylicious ass, and I was like. This is happening. And but Queen Kwan let him get away with a lot of it. And then she, she didn't even give him detention or anything. And he just sat down and he was like, I tried. And I'm like, <laughs> Spinner, this is why you're repeating English class. Get it together.
1: Yeah, and he yeah he's reading it's something about like he wants a girl with lots and wealth in class, but like he really wants a girl with the bootylicious. And then Queen Quan's like, "Okay, Gavin, sit down," and we don't actually hear him say the word ass, but it's heavily implied. And then Rick gets up, and oh, and also it should be noted that Rick is also now repeating the tenth grade, I believe, which is why he is in. Spinner and Emma's English class. I think a lot of people in the YouTube comments were very confused about, like, why they were all in the same class. Rick gets up and is, like, starts reading a Gandhi quote about forgiveness. And then, like, someone throws a piece of paper at him. And it's like, dude, this isn't going to work. Like, none of this is going to work. Why are you here? Plus, like, the quote he was
0: reading, like, it seemed, like, very smug. And it was, like, it was, like, just so old Rick. But it was like dude you're not helping like
1: just just leave go to a different school my god it was so old rick he's like mm, i'm going to read a gandhi quote guys and then it's like forgiveness yeah is more than saying sorry i'm now <laughs> quoting just friends but anyway uh so that happens and it obviously does not have any effect on anybody and then we're in the hallway and Liberty and Manny are chatting about JT and Manny's like, Ugh, JT's about to come over here. And Liberty's like, if you feel that way, you should break up with him. And she's like and Manny's like, No, like that would kill him. And Liberty's like, You cannot let this go on anymore. Like, you need to like talk to him tonight and break it off. Like, it'll be okay. And just Liberty with all of the words of wisdom. And JT comes over, and now that he has his penis pump, like, in his back pocket, he's like, hey, Manny, do you want to come over after school? And, like, Liberty's standing behind him and is, like, nodding to Manny, like, yes, you should do this. And Manny's like, I guess so, sure. Yeah, poor JT. Poor Manny. Just nobody
0: is really doing well in this entire episode. And they're just not great. And I feel bad. So, yeah, no, Liberty is being a good friend. She is like, you should break up with your boyfriend if you hate his guts. Because clearly Manny is, like, so fucking over it. And she's like, oh, why does he keep coming over here and talking to me? And Liberty is like, because you're dating him.
1: (laughs) So then the next scene, we see Rick come up to Emma. And he tries to donate to the cause, and Emma's like, No, what are you doing? And he's like, Here, take it. And she sees that it's for like over $500. And he's like, I would donate more, but this is everything that I have. And she's like, like You can't bribe me out of like not bullying you, essentially. And he's like, It's an anonymous donation, like whatever. And then Alec, but Alex sees this entire transgression and is like oh what are you doing and then she's like we don't want your blood money and like takes the check away and just starts like hating on rick and then he walks away and emma's like um alex what are you doing give me the check and alex basically she, i think she rips it up in front of her and she's like and emma's like what are you doing and alex is like Then kind of reveals a little bit more about her. About, like, she's like, You don't even know what you're talking about with this campaign. Like, have you ever iced your mom's bloody lip after an altercation? Have you ever done this? Like, you don't know what you're talking about. And it's clear that Alex has very firsthand experience with physical and domestic abuse. And you can see a little bit more why she is so intense and in this campaign against Rick, too.
0: And it's just another classic case of, like, Emma just fighting for a cause that she doesn't fully understand, like, anything about. Like, she did it with the squeegee kids. She did it. She's, like, done it, like, five times. And she keeps having to have people, like, put her in her place. Like, Tracker's done it at least twice now. (laughs) Sean's done it everybody's done it basically anyone from like the other side of the tracks has been like Emma you don't know what you're fucking talking about and it's just
1: constant she always needs to have her privilege checked basically is her MO Um, so after that we're at JT's house and he like is playing like knockoff boys to men music in his bedroom there are candles lit he's wearing like a button-down shirt that I think is buttoned like the buttons are off a little bit too low and he's preparing for his date with Manny and Manny comes in. And she's like, oh, okay, this is interesting. <laughs> and they like start to try to kiss and it's so, so awkward. Like JT goes to kiss her and she's like, your lips are sweaty. And he's like, I guess I am nervous. And like he tries to kiss her again. She's like, I need to go to the bathroom. Just it's all very uncomfortable.
0: Can lips be sweaty?
1: <laughs> and also, that's like a pretty
0: clear indication that someone is not into you if they're willing to point out things like your lips are sweaty. I just... Probably a hint that you should not date that person anymore. Um, also, I wanted to point out that JT has like a weird motivational poster in his bedroom. <laughs> it's Like an elephant foot and a small man with a hammer. It says, make a difference.
1: <laughs> I'm like,
0: what's happening? <laughs>
1: Did not notice the poster. That does not make any sense. Um, So while Manny is in the bathroom, JT whips out his penis pump from underneath his pillow and starts going to town. And I I will never understand why he thought it was a good idea to even bring this out into the open air while she was in his vicinity at all. Um, Even though she's in the next room, it's like. Literally, she can walk in at any moment, and then she does, and she catches him using his penis pump, and he's like, I can explain, and she's like, oh, fuck this, and, like, bounces,
0: which, like, I do not blame her. (laughs)
1: Why did he feel like that was a good moment?
0: Like, you have seconds, maybe. Like, what are you doing?
1: I just... He's so stupid. Don't understand. Um... But then they, we are we cut to the dot after this. Everyone's at the dot, um, and Alex kind of blows Emma's spot where, like, she's like, oh, Rick's new crush is here. Emma, like, he was, like, in, in, in page, and everyone's like, what is she talking about? And she's like, Rick was talking to me earlier. It wasn't a big deal. But Rick, I don't know, thinks that he, Emma's warming up to him a little bit. But as he walks by, she literally sticks her foot out and trips him. And this just sets off a chain of events where Jay is like, All right, that's it. Like, we're ending this now. And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, I gotta finish this for some reason. And <laughs> t- like, takes him outside and like slams him up against the wall, takes off his glasses and puts them on. And he's like, When? Like, like violence is never the answer and like starts imitating Rick to his face with his glasses on. And it's very entertaining, even though it's also violent and I am conflicted about his practices. And (laughs) he just starts like wailing on Rick and throws his glasses to the ground and like stomps on them like a true bully that he is. Jay is a bully. I'm weirdly attracted
0: to him though. I don't know what's going on. Um, it gets better later. Right now he's still kind of a dork, but like in time I'm going to be a little bit in love with Jay. But yeah, Jay in those glasses, I was like, "Oh, you're cute. What's happening to me?" Um Well, I think that Jay was like, "All right, that's it." Because Emma tripped Rick, and he got that angry face that he got before he hit Terry, like it's mm-hmm. like his murder face. And I think Jay like recognizes what that face is in another man because Jay's kind of an aggressive dude. And also, I think he has had a home life surrounded by aggressive dudes. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that that's kind of what spurred him on was he saw the face. Because it wasn't when Emma tripped him. It was, like, a few seconds after when Rick looked up and looked, like, angry. Um, so, I don't know. But that kind of, like, the, the tripping thing kind of hurt my heart. Because even though I'm, like, Neh. It was just uncalled for. And Emma wasn't doing it as some sort of stance or because she was mad. She was doing it because Paige wasn't going to be her friend anymore. Like, she keeps doing these things for, like, fake noble reasons that are, like, really just very shallow.
1: Yeah, definitely. She was, like, feeling her social position was being threatened. So to get back into the graces, she she was going to be a dick to Rick. Um, so then after the altercation, like, or it starts to get a little bit more heated and Emma eventually steps in and breaks it up. She's like, this is going too far. Like, get away from him. Like, we need to stop this. Let's not be monsters. Um, and I also wanted to point out that you can see Rick's very hairy chest in this scene and it made me very uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, there was a little too much Rick chest hair for my liking. <laughs> I was like, Oh no, 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 no. You you stop
1: that. Um, so then it's the next day at school and we see Manny stroll up with her pink fedora and JT's waiting for her with a bouquet of flowers and he's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Like, oh my gosh, please forgive me. I was just I was really threatened by Craig and like I wanted to make sure like I measured up and I was really insecure and Manny's like, oh, my God, are you fucking kidding me? And she's like, you know what? Craig has something that you don't have. Maturity. And I don't mean, like, sexual maturity. I mean, like, he can act like a fucking normal human being who doesn't make fart jokes and use penis pumps and feel threatened by stupid things. And JT's like, oh, my God, like, and like, can we please skip? Like, I'm sorry. Like, i want to get back together are we okay and she's like no like no we're done this is over and it's a great call on her part
0: seriously thank god i mean we were ready for that to be over for a long ass time and then we get the sad ending (laughs) emma's alone on the bench Paige and hazel walk past her Paige kind of smiles but she doesn't like stop and say hi and she also doesn't say anything mean so if anything i was kind of coming out on top of the situation. <laughs> it could be worse. Um, and then Rick comes over and sits by her and is like trying to talk to her or whatever. And she's like, you know, I put a stop to it because it was getting out of hand. It doesn't mean that I like you or that we're friends. And Rick was like, okay, blah, blah, blah. And then she has the question that we've all been wondering this whole fucking episode. And she's like, why did you come back here? And he's like, because I love Degrassi. Or I loved Degrassi. Not anymore, I guess. So it's like, <laughs> so fucking leave, bro. Leave. And
1: then he makes many cryptic comments. Yes. And so he starts going on this thing where he's like, I want to show all them like the real me. And if they don't see it, like they're going to be sorry. It's all these really cryptic things where I feel like it could be interpreted as like, I want to show them That I can be better. I want to prove to them that, like, I can be, I'm a good person and I'm not the person that they think I am. But he's he's very, very cryptic and is like, I'm going to show them the real me. Like, one day they'll all see. And it's, like, very ominous.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a, it's for real. It's like, oh, this is some foreshadowing. And it makes you kind of think, like, how much did we know was going to happen at this time before the episodes aired? Cause we're coming up to some real shit, guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we still have a couple episodes until this kind of comes to a head. Um, but this is definitely, obviously, the beginning. And it's like, the second he gets to Degrassi, it's all out bullying. It's all out tormenting, essentially, of him. And it's not totally unwarranted, but it's also like... A kind of a warning sign of things to come of like maybe we should think about how we treat other people and maybe we should take a page out of Michelle Obama's book and go high when other people go low Um, because I think I feel like well the episode ends here and maybe one of the morals could be like don't stoop to other people's levels because that kind it like If you stoop to someone else's level, then you're no better than they are, and maybe you should take the high road in these kinds of situations. Um, But I don't know.
0: And it ends on Emma's creeped-out face, and we're all like, same girl. (laughs) So that's it. That is fucking Mercy Street. Um, Who is your spirit squad captain? (laughs) Sorry, I beat you to it because I decided I'm going with Liberty because she had nothing to do with this hot mess of an A-plot, and she was helpful to Manny throughout her whole JT thing and was a very good voice of reason.
1: I support that. I was also going, I was trying to figure out who from the B-plot I was going to choose, (laughs) because nobody from the A-plot was a Spirit Squad captain. I also would say, like, maybe a little bit of Manny, because she finally, like, broke up with JT, I guess, and was like, no, fuck this. I'm not standing by and, like, letting you get away with being awful and I'm not going to stand by you anymore. Bye. But yeah, Liberty, solid choice. I don't think I have a ship maybe. Okay. My ship of the episode is Sean and Ellie for their very brief moment because they were like salt. They were like together and agreed on how gross they felt about the campaign. And they're like, "Mm, I don't know about that because everyone else was garbage. Seconded. Um, I think the
0: moral of the episode is pretty clearly, please don't bully people.
1: Yeah. Go high. Don't go low. Um, So, we have... Oh, now let's read a YouTube comment. There weren't a lot of great ones. There were a lot of people, like, on either side of the bullying Rick situation, and making comments about emma um but kelsey do you want to read the one comment that was kind of funny obviously this is from the cat's meow
0: one month ago and it's it's 10 parts we're only reading the first one because it's just too long in my experience some jewish men have some nice dicks i get why manny is still hung up on craig now lmao which (laughs) like Several things. One, agreed. Same. Um, Super same. Also,
1: is Craig Jewish? I mean, I feel, I'm sure Jake Epstein is in real life. I'm pretty sure he is, but I don't know if Craig is Jewish. Maybe they're just, like, putting that on his character, too. Okay, because I was like, his last name is Manning. Oh, my God, if they got married, she'd be called Manny Manning. <laughs> oh god so it's already doomed like that can't ever be a thing so we have some grapevine things did you want to pull up the tweets that we got well first i
0: just want to say that at young yanu um i and i i I yanu i'm sorry i'm (laughs) so sorry um i'm Just tell me how to pronounce your name and I'll do it right. I promise. (laughs) But she sent me the most amazing screen cap from picture this, which is a movie that appears to be on Netflix with three stars. So I have to watch it Mm -hmm. and it's Paige and Darcy in a cliche tween flick. And I'm here for it and they're adorable and I'm excited. I'm going to go watch this movie. Um, and now I'm going to do this. Well, Holland's going to, I already did the quiz. We were sent this quiz by Gloria at Glore tweets. Um, I already took the quiz. I got Joey Jeremiah as my Degrassi soulmate because of of course I did. And I'm not going to retake it. I'm accepting that answer because I love it. Holland, which of these pants do you like the best? She has many options, you guys.
1: Mm, I'm going to go with the bottom middle. Oh, that's what I picked too. Maybe you'll also get Joey (laughs)
0: Jeremiah. Pick a minor Degrassi character. Tracker. That's what I picked. You actually might end up getting Joey Jeremiah. I also would like to point out that Emma's online predator is an option. <laughs> WTF happened to Terry.
1: Um, she transferred to private school duh do your research.
0: Oh see, I went she's still in the hospital, I think. <laughs> picked a grassy high's best middle part.
1: Oh my god. Oh my god, the photo of Rick on this is terrifying. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> It's his essence. I think I'm going to go with Dylan.
0: See, yeah, I went with Craig. Obviously. What's your favorite Degrassi
1: friendship? Mm. I think I'm going to do Paige and Hazel. Cute. I did Marco and
0: Ellie. You got <laughs> Marco Del Rossi. Oh, my God. The picture they chose of him is bonkers. Oh, he's so cute. He's it's very cute. It's like season cute. two Marco. It is season two, Marco. Well, he's a catch. He's beautiful. That's a good choice. You got someone age appropriate, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I got someone age appropriate to my interests. Um, Joey Jeremiah, give me a call.
1: I'm here <laughs> for you. I'm okay with Marco being my soulmate, but I'm like, of course I got a gay man, but whatever. We can be like friends, soulmates and Go off into the sunset together and like live together like he and Paige did in real life. Basically, that means I'm Lauren Collins in this situation and I'm okay with that. I'm jealous.
0: Um, What else have we got going on? We got a review. Oh, we did. We got a review. Holland, are you going to write a fan fiction for our reviewers? We also had a few questions on Instagram.
1: Um, I believe it's your turn to write a review, actually, because I did my cousin's last time. We did Carly's last time. Oh, right. Um, so I believe it is your turn. Right. Um, <laughs> but our review is from Baby V 221813 And they say that we do have some direction, though, for my fanfic. Could you please ship me with Miles? AKA hot plaid shirt guy from next class. So that is what we have for you. Uh, Unless you want to read the art Instagram comments first or messages.
0: And just there were, we get a few and we don't always answer them because there are private accounts, but, but we're always here for like answering good questions. And this was actually ended up being a really interesting thread that I read through. Um, but, uh, one of the people wants to know next class or next gen, what's better and why. And a lot of people said next class. And I think a lot of people in this group like started on next class. Um, And Holland and I have not watched, but they brought up some valid points. The world is a lot more tolerant now. And there was a lot of really fucked up stuff during next generation because it was 15 years ago and we did not know what we were talking about. And it was ignorant as hell so that was a really good point. um, And actually, that was kind of it. But I thought that that was interesting. Oh, and one of them made a really funny joke um, because they were like, because they were talking about how much radish was a shitty principle. And one person said, I know, right? If you can play on a yoga ball for like an hour, you can listen to one kid for at least five minutes. <laughs> to which like a million laughing, crying emojis.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Thank you guys for Sending us that stuff our way. We might not always answer on Instagram, but we might answer your questions from Instagram on the podcast like we're doing today. Um, but Kelsey, would you like to give baby v221813 a perfect fan fiction?
0: Okay. So you are summering That's- Fancy rich people talk for on vacation in the summertime, uh, like somewhere in British Columbia. Let's say Victoria, because that's one of the only places besides Vancouver that I know, and it's very pretty there. So you're in Victoria or somewhere in B.C. um, for like summer vacation, and you're at like this fancy, um, like just like a like a fancy rich person club, like kind of like <laughs> a yacht club. But I don't know if Canada has that. Um, it's kind of like a yacht club so you're there and you're on vacation and you're like I'm so bored I don't want to be here because you like are there with like your entire family and you're like this is the worst thing Um, so you're on vacation with your like entire family and you're like I just I wanted to stay home this summer and hang out with my friends and you're really bummed out about going on this like family vacay situation and you go up to the bar to get a drink and This, like, really cute guy is kind of standing, like, near you, and he, like, offers to pay for your drink, and you're like, oh, hey, and things just got interesting, so you end up having this, like, awesome summer romance with Miles, a.k.a. hot plaid shirt (laughs) guy, and... In this universe, you're both old enough to drink. I don't know. You said you have a commute, so I feel like you are by yourself. But in this world, you both are. So you guys have this, like, very, like, dirty dancing without anyone being from the wrong side of the tracks fling. And nobody gets an illegal abortion. So, yeah. And and then at the end of the summer, you guys just, like, you know, say your goodbyes. And, like, bang it out. But, like, say your goodbyes. <laughs> and, like... Always look back fondly on your, like, summer love and fling, Grease style, except, like, maybe you don't date. I don't know. But either way, summer romance, fancy rich person club, <laughs> somewhere in B.C., Vancouver, Victoria, one of those, a V something. And, yeah, just steamy summertime dirty dancing style. That sounds wonderful.
1: And if you're in Vancouver, maybe you'll also run into the Property Brothers. Cause I think they're from there. I know they live in Las Vegas, but whatever. But that sounds great. That sounds amazing. We did Degrassi Wakey him very quickly to form this for you. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did because I thought it was great.
0: You're giving me way too much credit. Um, but thank you. I'm so sorry that it was not that long. I just it's hard for me when I don't know that much about them. And I really wanted to make it like Dirty Dancing, but you were Patrick Swayze. <laughs> but then I got confused and I was like, well, I guess you're both now rich at this rich person club. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I don't know him, but I know that he's so pretty. So that is a great choice.
1: It's wonderful. So um, that caps off our Grapevine segment. And if you would like a fun and cool fan fiction made up on the spot, you can leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, We would very much appreciate it. It's how we can possibly get noticed and be found by other Degrassi fans. And other ways to be featured on the Grapevine, you can tweet at us at DegrassiPod. We're on Tumblr, whatever it takes, podcast.tumblr.com. Or you can send us an email at whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. And I am on Instagram and Twitter at Holland Tacular.
0: And I'm on Instagram and Twitter at KelSucks with the Z at the end. Um, and for the world, I'm going to recommend The Good Place. It's awesome, it's really funny. Um, it is on television. Uh, Demi from Gilmore Guys writes for it, if that's a deciding factor for you. Um, And Kristen Bell is in it. And it's just really fucking funny and good.
1: It's great. I've been watching that, too. Um, I'm actually also going to recommend a new TV show. Not as lighthearted as A Good Place, but it's one of the new HBO shows that's out right now, Westworld. It's pretty cool and deals with, like, artificial intelligence. And James Marsden is in it. uh, Evan Rachel Wood. Uh, lots of cool people, and it's pretty good. I think only three episodes are out right now, so prime time for binging and catching up. But I believe that is all that we have today. Thanks for listening. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.